Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of the Owl Empire Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and today I had the pleasure of interviewing my good friend, Brett Lockett. This man has accomplished a lot of wonderful things in his life, including being a former NFL player and now currently partnered up in a private aviation company called M2 Jets. Also, on top of all of that, he created a wealth management company called Manhattan West. In this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with him and talking to him about three key points it takes for you to be a high performer. Number one, finding clarity. Number two, finding a mentor. And three, we talked about proper execution throughout your day to allow you to crush it every single day, no matter what the circumstances are. Also, I just want to add on, this man has impacted my life in such a positive way ever since I met him. He's been a great mentor for me, so I truly believe you guys will really enjoy the gems that were shared in this specific episode. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to today's episode of the Owl Empire Podcast, guys. Today I am sitting down with my man, Brett Lockett. Thank you so much for being on the show, brother. Come on, Adam. I mean, we go way back. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I appreciate me. it. So let's start off with an introduction. How would you like to introduce yourself? Why don't you tell the audience about who you are, what you've done with your life, and where you are today? Jesus, well, I, I can go, you know, miles on this. I'll keep it short. My name is Brett Lockett, former NFL player, played four years in the NFL for the Patriots, the Jets, and the Cleveland Browns. Um, private aviation connoisseur. I'm a partner in, at, a, at a private aviation company called M2 Jets. Also uh, created a finance company called Manhattan West. Um, and uh, we uh, do everything from venture capital all the way to tr- traditional wealth management. So that's me. Welcome. You have a pretty interesting resume, my man. I, I appreciate it. Yes, I love it. So let's go back. Why don't you take me back to Brett as a kid? All right. Okay. I want to know about this person that inspired to become a football player where it came from the drive and how it all started that you know I'm taking you back down yeah no I'm, I'm i'm trying to you know dig dig deep and you know for for me i ever since i was young i've just always been driven um mm-hmm. and it's just kind of been in, embedded in my dna and so for me i i've always wanted to you know it was just a competitive thing like we're getting in line i wanted to be the first in line you know uh-huh. and, um you know, it's funny because I look at like my younger brother and he's very different than how I was, you know, and he played football in the NFL as well, but just two very different personalities. But I've just always been What's a the age difference? Uh, four years apart. Four yeah, years, okay. Younger brother Colin, uh, four years apart. But um, I've always been a competitor and I've just always wanted to be the best. And for me as a kid, you know, I've, I was just a rambunctious kid that just was into everything. I was just so curious about life and um, you know, my parents had me in sports ever since I was four years old. So mm-hmm. um, I was playing everything from basketball to football to soccer to baseball to track. <coughs> I mean, every season was a different sport. So I did that all the way from age four all the way till you know, obviously I, when, when I was done playing in the NFL. Did they start you in sports or did you want to do it yourself? No, they started me. I mean, at, at four years old, yeah, you, you want to do, really you wanna do everything. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. watching TV. You want to throw a baseball. You want to kick a, kick a ball. You know, you want to score a touchdown. So I just wanted to do it all. You know? And you did every. You tried every sport. Oh, I've tried everything. I mean, all the way down to swimming. Which, what got what, you stuck with football? Um, so for me, you know, the older you get, you know, the, the, the more you start to understand about life and the more mm-hmm. things you, you, you start to enjoy. So I was, you know, heavy, heavily into basketball. I, I loved basketball. Alan, I, I grew up an Allen Iverson fan. Um, still am an Allen Iverson fan. Um, you know, I think he's, he's definitely one, one of the best players yeah, of yeah. all time. Um, so for me, I loved basketball. And then I also loved football. You know, I, I enjoyed the sport. I enjoyed the contact. I, I liked hitting people, you know. Um, <laughs> your course, way, a therapeutic I, way I'm of telling you, n- now that I'm in business, it is, it, I, I, sometimes I wish I can still hit people. You know, I'm like, I'm like I, can't, I can't run down the hallway, you know, and take <laughs> out, you know, somebody in the office. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, it, 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 it really allows you to just let out aggression and just, be a just be a beast you know and and you realize when you transition from that world to where we're at you know to where i'm at today it's very different here you have to be mindset you have to be a lot more tamed obviously you know you you have to be cordial and and and, you know now there's women that are in the office so you know you can't 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 have the (laughs) locker room conversations but uh nonetheless um you know so that that was kind of my my route you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grow, growing up, but, you know, just, just a great childhood. Grew up in Diamond Bar, California. Um, you know where that's at. Yep, you know, yep, you're an yep. Orange County guy. Yes. So, um, yeah, just great parents, great great network, great, um, you know, mentors and role models growing up. Did they support you growing up? Absolutely. Your parents? Absolutely. I mean, they, they support me with everything that I've done, everything that I do today. Um, you know, they, they're always, you know, just like, good job or 
it doesn't go the way I want, you'll get it next time. I mean, like my, my parents are the most supportive people that I, I know, you know, I wouldn't definitely would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for them. Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of people that I interview, their main factor is the support they get growing up. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's huge. That, that's, that's wonderful. So take me back now. That's when your NFL career started and how it started. And why did you like pick football out of every sport you've played? Okay, well, let me backtrack because, you know, once before you get to the NFL, you got to go through yeah, high school. Yeah, you have to go through, you gotta, a bunch you gotta of go stuff, through yeah. college. So for me, when I was a junior in high school, uh, or excuse me, a sophomore in high school, I was, playing tra I was playing basketball, I was running track, and I was playing football. And, um, you know, I, I just didn't necessarily get along with the coach I had uh, in, in basketball and just really didn't like a few decisions that he made. So I realized that at that time I needed to make a decision, and I realized I was better at football than I was at basketball. So you changed sports because of your coach? Well, I, I just I just focused my attention on what 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 I knew was going to get me to, to, to where I wanted to be was to ultimately play a professional sport. You wanted right? to do so that was your end goal. I, I enjoyed I, I love basketball. I love basketball actually more than I liked football. Huh. But I knew that I wanted to be a professional sports player, right? Whether it's in basketball, you know, football or something else. But I knew that I was I had a better chance at football. So going into my junior year, I stopped playing basketball and I only focused on football and track and then when I went into my senior year um, I, I, I that's when I started getting some scholarships my junior year I went to this this Nike camp in San Diego and uh, it was at San Diego State in San Diego mm -hmm. California and um, ended up getting my first scholarship after that camp to Arizona University so from there I was like okay so I had about four four or five scholarships going into my my senior year, mm -hmm. and so I knew that I was going to play football in college. So I didn't even run track at, at the uh, after that. I just started to get prepared to go into college. So as I went into to college, I decided to go to UCLA um, here in Southern California, um, and I just I just wanted to play. So you know they put me at, at strong safety, um, and I was there for four years, and then um, ended up going to the Cleveland Browns to start. So I, I didn't get drafted. I thought I was going to get drafted. Um, you know, parents threw a big draft party for me, um, you know, and uh, agents said, hey, you know, you're probably going to go, you know, because I, I, I killed it at the, at the pro day. You know, they do a pro day at, mm -hmm. um, at every college around the country and all the NFL scouts go to each pro day. So, um, you know, I, I ran like a 4-4-5 four, four, in the 40. I was, you know, 6 one and a half. That time, 2.11, I'm probably like 195 right now, so almost 15 pounds, you know, bigger than that. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I just, I killed it, you know, and, you know, my agent thought I'd, I'd get drafted. I thought I'd get drafted, and I didn't get drafted, right? So, you know, I'm sitting here at, you know, at a family gathering. I got friends, I got family over. And, and it just doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen. So for me, I was, you know, I was pretty upset. But, you know, 10 minutes after the draft, my agent calls me and says, hey, we're going to send you to the Green Bay Packers. And so I'm like, listen, party you send me wherever, wherever, you know, you, you need to send me. I'm going to make a team. I don't care where you send me. Right. And uh, and then he's like, OK, so hang up the phone. And then I get a call back five minutes later. And he's like, the Green Bay Packers drafted a safety. You have a much better chance to make it on the Cleveland Browns. So we're going to send you to the Cleveland Browns for for a tryout. Right. It wasn't like a signing bonus or anything like that. It was a tryout. Right. Which is the hardest way to get in the NFL as, a, as an undrafted free agent. Right. Hmm. So went to the Cleveland Browns a week later um, for a three-day rookie camp. That's where they fly in all the rookies that they just drafted, all the free agents, people that they're looking at signing, and they just put you through literally practices, you know, two, three practices, meetings. We get there, I get there like, you know, it's, it's three hours ahead of us, so I get there and it's, it's, it's evening. We have dinner and then we have meetings. He gives, you know, Rob Ryan was a coach at that time. He gives me a playbook of about this thick and, you know, says we're gonna run about 50% of it and I need you to know this by, tomorrow morning right and this Jesus. is like 7 38 o'clock so yeah. you know i stay up till two o'clock you know uh eastern time right and just study that that playbook until i know every single person's position right and so the next day we go back into meetings and uh rob ryan who's the d coordinator at the time you know says hey does anybody know how to draw this this blitz up against you know empty personnel which is there's no backs in the backfield you know football right mm -hmm. so nobody raised their hand I, I raised my hand and then he's like all right ucla come up and, and and draw it on the board you know he didn't even know my name at the time right so i i go up and i draw everybody's position and i draw exactly what they're supposed to do and he's like all right that, not bad ucla so you know from from that point they, they were like okay this guy's smart right he went to ucla so as soon as i get on the football field right i'm i'm the type of person that i don't know what you know 50 percent is i don't know what 90 percent is it's like either zero 
or 100%. And sometimes it feels like 115% because I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm either, balls to the either wall. You either do goal in or you don't do it. Yeah, I, exactly. I'm not doing it because I don't, yeah. I don't half-ass anything. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So for me, um, I, I just, I literally stepped on that football field and I didn't care if you were drafted. I didn't care if you were supposed to be the next Deion Sanders. I was like in the front of the line, right? <laughs> flying to this drill, flying to that drill, right? Ball goes there. I'm just, I'm flying, right? I'm telling the linebackers, you know, telling the, the linemen what they're supposed to do, right? It's not even my job, but it's because I studied the playbook that I knew everybody's position, right? So they're like, all right, this guy's big. He's fast. He's strong. Um, and, and obviously he knows what he's doing. So the last day we do a uh, conditioning test where, you know, my, my group, the wide receivers and the defensive backs and running backs, we got to run 60, uh, 20, 60 yard dashes. Okay, we have to make it within about seven seconds, you get a 30 second break and then you go again, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, by that time, everybody was like beat up. We had like two or three practices. Everybody was sore. You know, when you start first start working out and like your neck hurts, you You're realize dead. that, yeah. that you know, you got pieces of your body that you didn't even know could hurt, hurt, mm -hmm. right? They're just in pain. That's like where everybody was at, right? But I, I said to myself, cause I, I put in preparation, I put in work, I'd been training before this, right? And I said, I will die on this football field before I let anybody on this field beat me, beat me. In, in one of those sprints. Not, not like, you know, okay, I'm gonna win five out of the 20, or I'm gonna win 15 out of the 20. I said, I'm gonna win every single sprint. That's crazy. So literally I lined up at, at that, you know, at that line and I would just, he said, go. I'd take off, I'd be five yards ahead of everybody else. As soon as I crossed the finish line, I'd turn back around and I'd get right back on the line ready to go. Because I wanted to show them how, how much I wanted it won, but how much preparation, work, dedication that I put and how, how much I just deserve to be there because there's nothing like getting overlooked right you know going through a draft and hearing all these people get you know get called and get picked and you're like I've never heard of these guys or this guy's not as good as me and so I, I took all that and I just focused all that in, attention into you know being the best at that moment right being the best at that time not worrying about what's going to happen after not worrying about what happened before it was just that moment and literally I ran every single one of those 20 sprints beat every single person and at the end he brought everybody up and you know he said you know thank Eric Mangini was the head coach at the mm -hmm. time and he just said you know guys I, I appreciate everybody for coming in and you know putting in all the hard work and dedication over the last several days here um, I just want to let everybody know we're gonna sign Brett Lockett and I was just like what you know and, and I didn't know the process <laughs> I didn't you know because they don't tell they don't tell who you, you know, people are gonna sign, like yeah, sign you right there they usually take you up to the general manager's office and tell you hey you know we're gonna sign you or hey you know we're gonna keep a lookout on for you just keep working out he just dropped that in front of everybody and I was just like whoa right so after that what was the, going on through your head at that moment because now you've worked your butt off yeah. for years you don't get drafted in your head you're like probably like there's no way in God's name I'm gonna give up like I've gotten this far i'm gonna do the best i can and you push yourself to your limits what was that feeling the instant feeling you had when you heard your name come up i don't you know i don't do know you if you've ever been in in these kind of situations because you've played sports growing up but it's, it's just like when just one of those unreal moments happen in life maybe like the first time you got kissed a girl or something like that like i remember the first time i i i kissed you know my 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 ex-girlfriend in high school it was like almost the same feeling because you just you just liked her so much, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was like you didn't can't believe it's you happening. can't believe it's happening, but yeah. like you you knew that I was coming, right? Because you said I deserve it. Absolutely, absolutely, and I and I and I worked for it, and that's the thing that I pride myself in because that's all I've known, and that's how I've gotten to where I, I've gotten to is by working harder than everybody else. That's and, that's literally defines the the harder you work, beat the hard, no, hard work beats talent absolutely every day and you know and I, pl I apply that to business and it's it's actually interesting to look at it because now when you're in a business it's a little different because you can apply effort but if you're not applying the correct if you're strategic not a, a strategic effort right if you're not applying the right effort in the right areas and the key areas right you can be w wasting tons of time money energy resources right so now it's more of a strategic game as to where football was more of a brute force game like I know if I do these you know four five six things and I apply an amount of force, maybe two hours of working out or two and a half hours of working out, I know I'm gonna get these results. As to where business, it's a lot longer of a process and a much more you know, strenuous process of going through the motions continuously, so on and so forth until you actually get to an outcome. So it's a bit different, but it's still the same principles apply just in a different way. Yeah. Now, do you sense. think playing football helped you be the businessman you are today? By being strategic, mentally, having to understand the next play, thinking ahead, that kind of stuff. 
That's a great question. For me, you know, I think it gave me a foundation. I think it gave me an understanding of work ethic, um, an understanding of teamwork, uh, understanding of, of, you know, things aren't going to go your way and you still got to bounce back, right? You're, you're, you know, you're really only as good as your last game. You know, you could, you could go 16 and 0 and then you lose the Super Bowl, right? The Patriots did that 16 and 0, yeah. right? You lose the Super Bowl and, you know, nobody remembers that season. It, it's like it's like playing chess. Right. You can knock out everyone, but if the king dies. Right. Exactly. But for me, you know, it, it definitely gave me a foundation. But you know, when I was on the Patriots, you know, I started going to New York a lot more, and that really opened my eyes to just business, business entrepreneurship, uh, the type of things that are out there. I mean, I remember I didn't even know what a hedge fund was. You know, 2000. It was like 2011. You know, I, I met some people who were just in the financial space and. Uh, met met my business partner now with him two jets at a at, at you know uh, Steven Spielberg's charity event um, in New York and I just started meeting these people and you know they took to me because they saw that I was obviously a smart guy they saw I was interested in business and they saw that I, I wanted to be successful in that as well um, so you know plus we all just got along and I, I at the end of the day you know people see things in other people to where it can benefit them but also people good people want to be with uh, other, you know, other people that, that, that they can relate to and that are also good people. So for me, um, a lot of my network and a lot of the people that I've just grown with over the last several years from a business perspective are actually personal friends now, right, which all started as kind of, you know, just business relationships when I was, when I was playing ball. Mm -hmm. You know what I appreciate about you is the fact that a lot of athletes you see are artists. They're not smart with their money. You know, I, and I'm, I, I'm not sure if that's a common ground with most, but I lost, a lot of people that I've heard of, like, they don't really turn into this whole entrepreneurship field. It's like they play the game. Once it's done, they're done. Well, you know, that's, that's, that's funny you say that. And, and by all means, I was not smart with my money when I first when I first got into the NFL. I mean, I started a record label, which is typically what. You started a record I label? I started a record label. I was rapping. Really? Yeah, I was rapping. You rap? I was rapping, yeah. You, Any you, tracks I can you, check you out? You can check it out. You can go on YouTube and Google Brett Lockett. There's a track called Let's Go. There's another one called what? Get It All. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put that in the link, though. <laughs> no, no, We're going to no. put it in the leave, description. Leave that out of the link. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a long time ago. Long time ago. But. But yeah, no, I mean, I started a record label and I was doing a bunch of stuff. I invested in certain companies and, you know, when you get to that level, when you when you make a lot of money, right, all of a sudden a lot of opportunities start happening because I always tell people in business, either you have the product, right, or you have the resources to buy the product or you're the broker that's connecting the two, right? Huh, okay. That's, there's, there's, there's no way to, to be anything else, right? Either you're providing a service, right? Or you're you're in the you're or you in the, the money to buy you're in the brick and mortar business, yeah, right? Yeah. One of the two, right? Uh -huh. So for me, when you know you're making that kind of money at a young age and you don't know business, right? Because you think you know business, you're like, oh, this is business, you know, it's just dollars and cents, and you know, I, I want to do these big deals, but you don't really understand business unless you've actually gone to school for business and you've actually sat behind someone who's mentored you in the space, right? Whether it's entrepreneurship, which is essentially business, it's just a, a, a higher risk reward factor, but it's still business, right? And so for a lot of guys, you know, they get into these these spaces and they feel like because I got money, I can now make these investments, but they don't have the right business team. They don't have the right, uh, you know, the, the right people that they're investing in. So for me, I wasn't getting the deals, the, the deals that I was investing in. I didn't vet them the, certain, the, the best way. I was giving money to friends that wanted to start businesses, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and anybody who's ever done that can attest that, you know, I probably shouldn't give money to a friend unless it's an actually viable yeah. business right and, and I learned a key lesson right you don't you never invest in the business you invest in the entrepreneur and the person and the person right obviously everybody's got great ideas but you know you got to know the track record of the person you're investing in right you got to you gotta understand the, the the marketplace but you also got to understand what he's looking to create and how he's looking to disrupt and you in told the me that like when we first met yeah now you said that because I asked you. I was like, I'm curious. I, I told Hunter the same thing. Uh -huh, yeah. I was like, what did, is it that about me? Because I'm going to be honest with you. And when I first started this entrepreneurship thing, uh, I, I was, I mean, obviously we all start from nothing, right? We all start from just trying to learn, grow, climb that ladder right. to success. So I was, I was, I, I still, it still shocks me when mm -hmm. I talk to people and they start to like, they're like, yeah, we like what you're doing. We support you. We move with you. And I'm like, it hit me just recently, a couple of months ago. I was like, you know, people don't invest. As you said, people don't invest into the business. They like you as a person. Absolutely. Because you're the driving factor. It, exactly. And, and the thing is, is that 
I, I truly believe because a lot of times, you know, people are like, oh, I'm so sick and tired of dealing with people or, you know, the, everyone's full of BS or this and that. You know, when, when people start throwing negative sentiments yeah. around about uh -huh. society. And for me, you know, I always look at the world and I look at just people and I'm walking and I'm just like, there is an unlimited amount of human potential that, opportunity. Is, that is just innate in every single person. They just haven't found it. Right. And for me, I enjoy sitting down with someone that wants to do better, that wants to create something for their life, for their friends, for their family and actually achieve something in life. And I enjoy extracting the best out of them to be able to see their their ultimate potential. You know, so as much as I enjoy, you know, all the, the wills and deals and thrills of, of putting deals together and being on, you know, buy sides, being on, on sell sides of, of deals and even brokering deals, right? I truly enjoy helping people get to their ultimate potential because there's so many people out there that have either naysayers or not in the right environment, you know, whether it's, it's, it's financially or whether it's just, you know, the, the, the family or, 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 you know, people don't believe in you, not the right support system. And I just want to inspire people to, to get to wherever it is. Because once you tap into that mindset that it doesn't matter what happens around you, just all that matters is what happens inside of you, right? And you control that. Because I don't know if you ever studied quantum physics or the quantum field, if you've ever heard of that. But I've heard of it. I've never just, studied it. There's, no. there's unlimited potential and unlimited <clears throat> opportunity out there, right? And it's a mindset. It's a shift to where instead of looking at what can go wrong because that's innately how we're wired, right? We, we think about what's the worst situation that can happen, which is great in business because you always want to look at the, at, the, at the risk, right? But there's a lot of people that go into situations looking for the worst situation and not ever thinking about the greatest potential in that situation. Yeah, I get it, yep. So what is advice, you, some advice you would give to the audience out there? Top three key tips you would give them on how to unlock their full potential? It's a great question and, and, and you know, for me, I had to I had to recreate who I was because you know when you go 18 years or 25 years let's just call it 18 years of being a football player right and all of a sudden it's taken away from you at a, at a snap of a finger right I was done when I was 26 oh yeah we want to get into that yeah, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that um, but I, I was done when I was 26 and you know I was at a point where I wasn't necessarily happy it was in a relationship it wasn't going the right way and you know i had to figure out who i was right i i, I lost for a second who i was and i had to in a lot of a lot of my buddies that have played have gone through this a lot of them have you know leaned towards drugs or alcohol or you know I, i've you know some have even committed suicide you know and it's because when as a man right and particularly as a man when you don't know who you are right and you have no identity and you, you have lost. no no you know opportunity for income or jobs right a lot of guys you know just they don't know what to do and when you're at this level and you go to this level that's even worse that's even worse yeah right and for a lot of us i mean most guys 90 i'd say 98% of guys they start at this level when you go to the NFL and they come out at this level right and it may be you know may not have the the money that they thought they were going to have um, you Career know, all, just blows up. all of a sudden, you know, the calls that, that you used to get or the people that used to pick up your phones, don't pick up your phones anymore. Right. And all, you know, and maybe some of the relationships, right. You're with certain people who, you know, needed a certain lifestyle. And then all of a sudden you can't provide that lifestyle. So then that relationship falls apart. Right. And you realize who your real friends are around you. And, and it's not just football. It's anybody who's ever made, made money. I mean, you make money, you really realize you make money, you lose money. You realize who your, your friends are yeah. very, very quickly, you know, so for a lot of these guys, they don't know anything outside of sports. And for me, you know, I think the thing that saved me is being inquisitive enough to go out and look for other opportunities. And, and, I, th and I think it's just me being an, an ambitious individual because, you know, I, I, I was making, you know, 300 and something thousand dollars my first year. And I went to New York, you know, a year after that. And I realized that, you know, there's people that have, you know, billions of dollars. You're yeah. like, you're like, okay, like this is good. This is good money. But like, and, and it, by all means, it's, it's, it's more money than, you know, 70, 90, 95% of the world will ever see in their life. Right. In a, in a year. Right. Um, but there's a lot, there's a, there's a higher level. And do you think surrounding yourself with that kind of people allowed you to open your mind to making more money? Absolutely. 100%. 100% because it's all about the environment that you're in. It's about like people know what they know, like you know what you know, right? Mm -hmm. But people also know what you don't know. Like if I said like 
you, you may know what like you know heart surgery is, but I say if you can can you perform heart surgery? Like absolutely not. I I know I can't perform that, right? But then there's also things that you have no idea about that even exist, right? So for me in business, right, I wanted to get at the at the highest level so I can learn what I don't even know exists. Because once you figure out what's out there you can actually make more educated decisions. You can make more moves, strategic moves. And there's certain moves that I've made in the last, you know, three years that I would have never been able to make if I hadn't gone through this, this progression of getting to where I'm at. And it's, it's really a progression because I remember when I first really started trying to pursue entrepreneurship and business, I didn't understand even how to freaking send a, a proper email, right? Because mm -hmm. I went to college. How'd you learn? Just trial and error. The trial and error. Skills. People send you emails, you see how they, <laughs> it's, it's like monkey see, monkey do, right? You see how somebody else says, you're like, oh, okay, so I should have a signature. It should be like this. It should be structured like this, right? It's just learning. It's like walking, right? It's, it's the same thing. You don't know how to walk as a baby. You take one step after another, after another, next. Next thing you know, you're running. You're running. Yeah. You're sprinting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, four, five. Uh, running into yeah, the NFL, yeah, 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 you know? So let's talk about the. So, so, so let me, let me go back. Yeah, to, go for it. So, so you said the three tips. So Yeah, three tips. Yes, yes. So three tips to anybody trying to figure out their human potential, I would say the first is, is finding clarity. Finding hmm. clarity on, on, on who you are as an individual because when I ask a lot of people like, who are you, right? They can't tell me, you know, I'm, I'm this person, right? And when I say who you are, I don't mean like- Who are you? So I'm a driven, ambitious, self-sufficient, but loving individual that loves to help and create just greatness in the world. I mean. I, I, it's funny, I went to a Tony Robbins event last year and um, at the end of that event, he had us write, a, write ourselves a letter that we, we, we wanted to you know, receive in like a year. And I got that letter like probably like a month ago. And it said, Brett, be the good in the world that you wanna see. Huh. Be the good in the world and you're responsible for bringing that good to the world. Because there's a lot of people out there that have hidden agendas, that you know, take people along for a ride that don't actually you know, do what they say they're going to do. And I want to be a man of my word. Right. And that letter, you know, there's some other things in there. Like I wrote some things about my family and, and inspiring them and doing things for them. But it said, you know, you're responsible to bring the good into the world. Right. And, and I said, you know, don't let yourself down. Right. So that's for me, that's, that's, I think who, who I am. Right. But more importantly, like understanding your strengths, right. Your strengths, your weaknesses, right. Um, your morals, your ethics, right. Uh, you know, and ultimately, I think the big thing is understanding who you want to be in 10 years, hmm. right? Because most people say, I want to do this in 10 years, or I want to, you know, have this in 10 years. But most people don't say, this is who I want to be. When I ask about your strengths or your, your weaknesses and, and, all, and so all when you say who things, you want right? to be, that's who you want to be characteristics of a, as an individual? As an individual. As an individual, when you look at yourself, right? What kind of, what kind of communication skills do you want to have? What kind of, you know, uh, intellectual skills do you want to have? Uh, what kind of, family, what kind of relationships do you want to have around you with your friends, right? All of those things that you don't really think about, you think about the things, right? You think about the, the materials, you think about the cars, the house, the trips, the vacations, the, you know, other accessories, right? The planes, right? Yeah, you yeah, think yeah. about all that kind of stuff, but you don't think about, you know, what do I want my relationship with my father to be like in 10 years? That is true. Right. Or, 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 that's hitting me as you're right? telling me this. Yeah. What do, what do I want my relationship with my, my daughter? That's that's two right now. What do I want my relationship to be with her when she's 12? Right. And I don't have a daughter, but I'm just I was going to be like, I, I, don't have, I don't have a daughter. I'm not, I'm not married. But but, um, you know, what do you want? What do you want that to look like? Right. Um, and, and actually growing into that, because once once you understand the, the long term, it's not it's never going to look like you think it's going to look. But once you have somewhere to aim, you're going to land very close to where you're aiming. Huh. That's that. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to ask this. I bet on that. Um, how do you think, how would knowing who you're going to become as an individual help you with your career? Your career is, in, unfortunately in America, most people uh, relate their career with who they are, right? And that's what I did in football. And that's why when I was done playing football, it took me a while to rebuild, right? And so for me, I rebuilt myself, right, into understanding who I was. So mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what I jump into. I can be an astronaut. I can be a physicist, right? I can go be a school teacher. I know who I am. So it doesn't matter what my career is because I know where I start from in internally, right? And I know where I want to be as an individual, right? Now, 
if you say I want to be a certain person or I want to, excuse me, I want to be in a certain career. Well, yeah, be in that career, but you need to understand, well, what do I want out of myself in that, in that career? Who are you as a person while you're doing that? Exactly. Exactly. Which yeah. kind of backtracks to what I said before. Mm-hmm. So you said, okay, so we talked about, so you told me f- understand your clarity, find your clarity. So Absolutely. what are the other two tips you would do? So, so, so find your clarity, right? I would say figure out, I'd say find a good mentor. That would be number two. Well, let's stop there. That's, that's a good one. How do you find a good mentor? And how do you convince someone to mentor you? And this is just meant for everyone no, out there that's is, listening. This, yeah. No, because it's, it's difficult to get a hold of, of, of very big people, right? 100%. Yes. But if you're persistent enough with anything, you'll get it. It's very difficult to get to very high-level people, and they make it that way for a reason. Because there's, if I gave my time, right, which is the most valuable resource ever, you if I gave my time, time to everyone, uh, what am I going to do for myself, yeah, right? So. Yeah. They, there's multiple gatekeepers. The, the higher you get in, in, in terms of you know, success or whatever it is you're doing, there's more gatekeepers that get put in, in, into line. So you know, if you can continuously be persistent and penetrate through those gatekeepers, you'll eventually get to the person you're trying to get to. But there's plenty of good mentors out there that would help you. I mean, you can start at a, at a lower level. There's a lot of coaches and teachers and things like that once you're in high school. The problem, see, this is the thing with a lot of students is they don't really look at teachers as mentors. They look at them as my teacher, Right, but they don't actually talk to them outside of school. So what do you do though? You approach someone, you're like, hey, can you mentor me? Yeah, why not? Hey, can you mentor me? Or hey, I you know, I've I've been thinking about, you know, getting into this space. I have a huge passion for the personal development space, or I have a huge passion for business, or I have a huge passion for becoming the best doctor out there. I was actually talking to a doctor yesterday. He's a very, very well known uh, doctor in Beverly Hills, right? And he's Indian. Okay. And he came here from India. He went to school in Chicago and then he moved to L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. And he literally applied for the, the, the number two and the number three top plastic surgeon in the entire country. Okay. And one was in Detroit and the other one, I think, was in Chicago. And he told him they, they both told him, they said, listen, you know, you're great, but no one's going to let, you know, a, a little brown boy. Right. Work in, you know, work in the work, work with white people, right? Okay. And this is, you know, he's, he's a little older, so this was a while ago, right? <laughs> um, so he literally packed his stuff, moved out to California, and went to work under the number one guy. It just <laughs> it said, hey, listen, I, this is what I'm willing to do. I, I'm willing to, you know, cut my salary by $100,000, right, to work for you. And literally now he's one of the best plastic surgeons when it comes to, you know, rhinoplasties, which are, you know, reconstruction on the nose. And then um, he does like the Botox and stuff like that. But he's literally one of the biggest doctors in the world. Like celebrities fly in, they see him. And all of that wouldn't have happened, right? If, if he didn't, didn't take that, initial take that mentor, right? But he was un- the, the key to that is he was under the number one plastic surgeon at the time. And now he is the number, the number one. one plastic surgeon. There's always going to be time for your own, right? Like, for you to take the but the you throne. But you have to have a teacher who is going to get you to the top. Right. And if you're behind the fourth guy, or you're behind the fifth guy. Well, you're going to be behind the fourth guy or behind the fifth guy. Interesting. Right. Yeah. I want to be the best basketball player, you know, and, and this, this is I'm, I'm going to get some, you know, some 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 comments on this. Right. But, you know, for me, I'm going to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right. Some people may say Kobe or LeBron. No, MJ is right? the way to go. I'm I mean, Kobe Bryant himself would probably tell you the same thing. I'm going to Michael if I want to be the best basketball yeah. player. Right. If I want to be, you know, the, the best, you know, maybe phys- physicist or engineer or someone in that space, I'm going to Elon Musk. Uh-huh. Right. If I want to be the best in software, you know, it would probably be Bill Gates who's not here or, uh, you know, Steve Jobs, he's not here. But Bill Gates would be my second one. Right. So you have to know, you know, where you want to be. And then you have to choose that. that, that mentor, those are right? big names. No, but those are big names. But you can get to them with enough effort and work. Right. Huh. Right. For me, you know, I, I want to own, you know, several major companies that contribute to society. So, you know, I study entrepreneurs. I study people who own multiple businesses. Right. At a very high level. Um, so for me, I look at different mentors in that space. So one, find clarity to find a mentor. I would say find a mentor and lay an action plan or kind of two, right? And then as soon as you lay that plan out, go to action. And there's Execute. a lot of, there's a lot of people that lay plans out for two years and, and they're still laying the plan out, right? They don't, they don't, they just, they just think of it. They don't it, actually take it, action. It, it takes you no longer than a week to figure out what you want to do. Yeah. But you also got to isolate yourself. You got to get yourself away from people. You got to sit down with yourself and actually have time with yourself to understand who you are. Because with social media and this and that, nobody can be alone anymore, right? Everybody's posting on their storyline or 
this and that, right? Nobody can be alone. Like, I don't know about you, but when was the last time, you know, you sat there and turned your phone off and you just either wrote or worked on whatever it is you're working on without a distraction? I mean, when I read. Uh, when you read, right? Uh, I, I get up at like four o'clock to read because that's the only time that the people I give myself me. like, I give myself 20 minute intervals throughout the day to read. That's I found fantastic. that to be I found that to be the best that works for me. No, it's great. I yeah. mean, taking you know space repetition they call yeah. it, right? Taking a little bit of time and then going back to to what you're doing it helps with obviously yeah. retaining memory and things like that. But um, a lot of people don't take time to actually analyze themselves and then be able to go apply that to society because it's energy. Everything is 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 correlated with energy and it goes back to quantum physics, which I was talking about earlier. But if you can preserve your energy and regenerate you know, sit there and regenerate, kind of hibernate like a bear, right? You're, you're more effective when you go out to society. I don't know if you've ever felt like this where you're just going from meeting to meeting to meeting, then you're going trying to bang out work and then going back to meetings, 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 and you just don't feel like you have your the productivity same. productivity levels mm-hmm. are, yep. Right? And that's why balance is key. Balance is key, and that's why when you recharge and then you go into a meeting, you're like, man, I, I, I killed that I meeting. I crushed it. I killed that meeting. And the reason why is because you sat down, you reflected, you figured out what it is you wanted, and then you went into there with intention. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, would you recommend people having multiple mentors for different kinds of reasons? Absolutely. I, I don't think that one one you know person serves all purposes. I think you know one person may be the best in business, but you know you may say I want to be a great you know dad, and he may not necessarily have a great relationship. He may not even have any kids. Right. So you, you may use him for one thing, but you may have someone for another thing. I know for me, you know my parents are you know my role models when it comes to you know what I want in a relationship. My parents just celebrated their 45th anniversary, which is absolutely crazy to me because I'm, I'm 30, I'll be 32, right? Damn, so that, that's just, that's out of my mind. But they've been together for 45 years. They've been together since high school. And they selfishly, self, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, selfishly uh, literally put all of their time, energy into their kids. Mm-hmm. Unselfishly, excuse me, put all their time, money, energy into their kids mm-hmm. into making sure that their kids were successful. So for, for me, watching somebody dedicate their life for that, for someone else. Yeah. Right. And people say you won't know until you have kids. And, and obviously I'm not there yet, but um, for anybody to be able to dedicate their life to make sure that someone succeeds and all you do is live for that person, that, that I think is the ultimate version of love. Love that. We always go back to that. So now let's, let's talk about your career when it came to an end. I know mm. doing some research, some background, your like your ending wasn't too the best. Uh, congratulations, cool. We had a great career, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, well, that that's typically the uh, how the how the NFL goes. I mean, I got a lot of friends that have played, and um, some friends that are still playing, and those ones that are living, you know, a great life because they've been playing for ten years now. Uh, it's crazy to think that you know I was in the NFL nine years ago. So it, it, like it flew by, right? It's been a decade. It's been a decade, and it feels like it was yesterday, oh, right? Um, but for a lot of you know these guys um it, it's really it's really a, just a short ending i mean it's just like a blink of an eye it's done right and for me i was injured three years in a row on the patriots you know 2009 2010 2011 injured every single year and then i didn't get the opportunity to play in the nfl that the next following year in 2012 so i ended up playing in a league called the ufl um for a very short time and then ended up signing back for the jets so that was 2013 and went through that whole training camp and then got released, you know, um, last day or sec- after the preseason, first preseason game, I got released. So at that point, that was like August. It was like, done. And what are you going to do, right? Because I, you know, I tr- I, the year before, I trained all year to wait to get a call. And the hardest thing to do in, in life is to work for something that you don't know is coming. Which is like pretty much every entrepreneur. And that's why it's so sense, difficult, right? Uh, so for, for me, and you know, most guys go through this, my brother went through it, literally you gotta get up, you gotta be motivated, you gotta go work out, right? No money's on the line right now because you don't have a job. You gotta go work out to stay in shape in case you get a call, right? Huh. Imagine having to like get up, you know, do your podcast or, or go to work and you're not making any money, but you gotta figure out a way to make money, right? Or if you got some money saved up, you're okay. And you don't know if you're gonna get a call or not. Right. And it can be I can totally imagine it can be in like it can be in like Green Bay or Wisconsin. Right. Or it can be in, you know, Dallas for, you know, with the Cowboys. You just don't know. Right. That's that's just crazy, though. And and it's crazy. So for me, I just got tired of that process. I said, I'm tired of not 
taking control of my life and leaving it up to somebody else because there's several circumstances. Wouldn't you say entrepreneurship is the same thing though? No, because at the end of the day, I control my business. There's, there's, there's a ton of factors. Obviously you're looking at your, there's the economic factor. There's your team. There's, you know, there, there's, there's the, the, the risk in terms of business risk. There's all times of different types of different risk, Right. But at the end of the day, it's my company. Uh-huh. Right. And I control that. Right. And I run it. Okay, I, run I get that, your point. Right? I get your point. There's a lot of bureaucracy in business. There's a lot of bureaucracy in the NFL. Right. But at the end of the day, this is this is what I own. Right. I don't own the NFL team. I'm playing for the NFL team. So I'm technically working for them. It's a great, great place so to work. So you saw yourself as an employee? You're an employee. I mean, you, as much as you feel like a boss, you know, and they're paying you great money. You're an employee. I never thought of it like that from a player's perspective. You're, if you don't, if you don't own it, you don't own any, you, you own shares in the NFL. It's not a publicly traded company. Yeah. Right. So if you don't own shares in the NFL, you don't own shares in the team. You don't own any equity. Just a very right, high paid for employee. the for the for the Cowboys. Right. They're just they're just highly you know very highly paid executive you know if you will. So um, I just got tired of dealing with that because at the end of the day they can cut you, they can cut you, they can ship you. I've seen guys get cut, you know, a week later get brought back get cut in two days, you know, three weeks later, get brought back, sign for a week, get cut. So these guys are getting shipped in. You know, my brother dealt with that. You know, he was, he was on a team. Then they let him go. They brought him back. You know, he was there for a week. He was like, oh, I got to figure out a place to live. He was living on a, on a teammate's couch and was looking for an apartment and literally cut him, right, back home, right? So by all that means, is it, crazy. this is a business, right? And it's the only business that does this. The NFL is the only sports uh, only sport that does not guarantee a contract, right? And so for me, I, I've, I've studied this like the back of my hand and I understand you know, how the business works, I understand why it works that way, but you gotta play the game. And a lot of these guys don't play the game. And, and unfortunately, it's just when you're young, you think you're invincible. I thought I was invincible. I came out of UCLA, I was like, I'm gonna sign a huge contract. You know, I'm gonna be in the NFL for 15 years and retire, right? That's what most people think their life is gonna be like, or most, I should say most football players think their life is gonna be like. Right. Some get it, most don't. Some some get it. A very few, a very small majority get it, right? And the majority don't. Ha, huh. that is that is crazy. So what was going on through your mind when you got cut? Did you have a plan at all, like what you're gonna do next? Um, n- no, not really. You know, for me, it was uh, I wanted to you know get into fitness when I came out of you know college. You know, I obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoyed working out and all that stuff. And then once I got into business and things like that, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So when I was done playing, I mean, I, you know, I had uh, some, some friends and family who were in real estate. So I got into real estate for a short period of time. But, um, you know. Were gr- you lost for like a moment of your life, though? I was going to say I was, I was lost, but I was trying to figure it out. You know, I got into the jet business, right, 2013, right when I got done playing. And. Um, you know, was built, you know, M2 jets, you know, we own 20 aircrafts now and handling business development, strategic partnerships, marketing, sales, the whole nine, you know, and then moved back to to LA when I was, I was living in New York and then moved back to LA. And, you know, at that time I was still figuring it out. You know, I was figuring out the, that market, you know, for me, I come from a a business that's inconsistent, right? So you're here today, gone tomorrow. So for me, I'm always looking at, okay, what can go wrong? And am I going to still be around? You know, what happens with the economy tanks? What happens, you know, if this happens in the business? So I'm always looking to not just diversify myself in, you know, asset class. I'm also looking to diversify myself in businesses, right? Uh-huh. Because one business may, 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 you know, go out of, you know, may go out of business, may suffer. One business may, may, may thrive. But the key is, is having a laser focus and being able to dedicate the, uh, uh, the right amount of time to be efficient in what it is you're doing. Because in today's age, I don't meet anybody who's doing one thing anymore. Like the days of meeting one person and they're like, oh, I'm just a doctor, right? Even doctors are like, oh, I'm in the cannabis space. I'm in this, I'm in that. You're like, Jesus, what are you, you know, you're in 20 <laughs> different things, right? Yeah. But now everybody's in different sectors because of the opportunity with, you know, connecting to people through social media. So a lot of people are, are scatterbrained because they have so many things going on in so many different buckets. For me, I know I can only really juggle like two things. You know, two things, maybe a small third, like a small sliver of a third, right? Um, and that's where I think a lot of entrepreneurs get sidetracked because they're, they're oh, I wanna start this business. Well, well you're, you're saying you wanna start this business, but you're focusing your time on this, right? So how are you ever going to get this business off the ground? Because business is the most difficult thing you can do. Yeah. Period. Now, would you recommend entrepreneurs to focus when they first start on one business, or would you recommend entrepreneurs to 
try different things and see which sticks or what's the approach you should you would recommend entrepreneurs to take when they first begin for me i i think people should figure out a skill develop a skill right? skill figure out a, a, a skill that you want to develop in a certain niche right you may you may want to be an entrepreneur and you you may say i just want to make money right because that's in the day like that's what an entrepreneur is i just want to make money right and uh, I mean, you, making money is a skill on its own it's a skill right there's a lot of people i know that you know, just I'm trying a, to develop that skill. Snap how a to finger make more money, and, and, and make and make money. And there's a lot of people that just keep hitting their head against the wall, and they just they can't seem to, to to make it work. You know, but you know you need to find a skill, and you need to develop that skill in a particular niche, right? So when people say, "Well, I want to be," you know, first you need clarity, like I said. But once you find what you're clear on, you say, "I want to be the best at this." Well, you need to focus your attention in finding the skills to develop how to be the best at whatever that is, right? If I want to be the best pilot, well, I need to fly more hours than anybody else out there, right? Period. Yeah. Right. That's uh-huh. that's really what it comes down to. I need to have a great mentor, but I also need to fly more hours than any other pilot ever has, and I need to be in 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 more difficult situations than any other pilot ever has. If I want to be the best, right? It's 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 the same thing across the board. You can relate it to sports. Expert in your niche. In your in your niche, right? And once you do that, once you become an expert in your niche and you also start learning about other industries, that's where you can start applying those expertise to other industries. But the problem is you see a lot of people who don't have any expertise, right? And they start trying to do 10 different things. And that's why that nothing ever hits because they don't really have an expertise in that one thing that they've done. How do you fund your expertise? You you live, you life, you you live life, you experience uh, different things, you uh, meet people, you travel, Right? There's, there's so many different things that I would have never thought I'd be in. Have you ever directly asked someone, hey, what do you think I'm good at? I haven't. That's a great question. I haven't. I, that's, that's a great question. I think a lot more people should ask that question. <laughs> Seriously, like when was the last time you sat down with someone that you really, you know, uh, you, or you really enjoy and you really, you know, take, take their expertise, you know, and you say, what do you, what do you think I'm good in, right? It's a great question. Yeah, great question I, to figure I, out where I you realize, stand. I realize, I mean, because I've dealt with this. Yeah. Like, this is, uh, the reason why I'm asking this is because it's a personal experience. For so many years of my life, I was just, like, lost. Right, like, I have right. no idea what I'm good at. Like, exactly. I was like, I, 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 had the, I have the same competitive mentality as you, though, where I just want to be number one. No matter what I do, I have to be the top or else I don't do it. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not satisfied with anything less. No, absolutely. <laughs> that's that's a true true winner, you yeah, know, true so winner. for me, it was always like, what? What in God's name am I good at? And I realized that sometimes you're so blinded by trying to answer the question that you actually lose track of the things that come up in your face, like signs. And so I, like, I've done it before. Where I've asked strips that, hey, what do you think I'm good at? Right. Like, I've asked so many of my mentors, hey, do you, am I good at this or am I bad at this? And sometimes they see it way more clear than you do. Right. Like, they save you so much time. I'm telling you. I mean, they've, they've gone through it. And the thing is, is as millennials, a lot of a lot of millennials think we're way smarter than adults now because of social media. Oh, yeah. Um, and (laughs) I'm telling you, and and if you just sit there and listen and take it in, because, you know, I I think I'm pretty smart for my age. You know, I just, I've been around a lot of situations and and been a lot of different experiences and and things like that. So I think I'm extremely smart for my age, but you know, I've learned over the last several years, Brett, you need to listen because, you know, God gave you two ears for a reason, right? And one mouth, right? So I listen a lot more and I always learn a lot more than when I talk. Right. So as much as, you know, we're talking on this podcast, I, I enjoy listening because that's where I learn most of the information and putting myself in situations I've never be, been in. That's that's the key. Putting your a lot of people aren't, are, are afraid to go put them put in themselves situation. in situations that they've never been in. And I will you know, I get you know offered different opportunities all the time. Hey, do you want to do this or hey, I'm, I have this or do you want to meet this person? I'm like, sure. I got a good one for you. Yeah. How do you how do you. So I'm, I was reading this book recently. Uh, called You Need More Money. And, uh, <laughs> That's an interesting book. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never heard of it. It's actually pretty good. You okay. check it out. It's yeah. interesting. It has some, it, like, I'm reading different kind of books, but this right. book has like one thing called The Doorman Principle. Okay. I spoke about it yesterday in one of my podcasts where he speaks about the doorman principle is this thing that allows the good stuff that, that uh, attributes to your core values to enter and the things that don't to leave mm-hmm. so like don't ever say yes to every single opportunity that happens that was what the author was talking about. absolutely so what's your opinion on that once you know where you're going you can understand you understand what to say yes to and what to say no to right but until you understand exactly where you're going 
and that always changes, right? You're, it's like, you know, a, a gun that's a uh, target that's constantly moving, right? You think you're going here and then all of a sudden you moved over here. So now you got to aim over here, right? But once you know that that's the target, you know what to say yes and no to, right? But until you know what that target is, you don't know what to say yes and no to because you haven't had enough experience to even say yes or no, right? So you got to go through it. You got to meet people. You have to go through good and bad situations to where you understand a little bit about life to where you can actually make some decisions based on that target you want to you wanna hit, right? And that's, that's the problem. People want to do this or do that, but they don't have experience, right? It's the same reason why employers now are hiring people that don't have degrees, but they have experience, right? Because people coming, you can come out of, you, you, right? You can come out of the top school, you come out of USC, you come out of UCLA, you come out of Harvard, but the difference between a lot of these people, they don't have the experience, right? And that's, that's what people pay for. They pay for the experience because experience equals wisdom. Yeah. Now, okay, so as a starting entrepreneur, correct, how do you put yourself in a position where you can receive value for yourself to grow? So let's say, you know, you came from a family that's supportive. Yeah. You came from, uh, I mean, I'm sure playing in the NFL allowed you access to a huge network of people. Huge. Yeah. So you, um, and with no offense, right, like, but you were given this opportunity and you struck on it. You were smart with it. A lot of people don't have that. Right. A lot of people start from zero. A lot of people are literally scratch. I'm all alone. I have no support. I have no backup. I have no idea what I want to do. Where do I go? What's my first step? What would you What would you say to that? Get clarity. Clarity. Back to clarity. Get clarity. Seriously, get clarity on who you are. Who you are doesn't doesn't matter whether you're in the projects, you know. And and trust me, like it's not easy. It's not going to be easy. It's not easy if you if you have support. <laughs> it's not easy if you don't have support. But you're going to struggle, right? There's going to be a struggle that happens at some point or another. And 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 I always like to relate this to like someone that doesn't know how to swim versus someone that doesn't know how to swim, right? There's always going to be current pushing against you, right? And the person that doesn't know how to swim, he's going to struggle. He's going to flop. He's going to try to swim, right? And he's pushing against that resistance, right? person that knows how to swim he just effortlessly goes through the water and there's always going to be the water the water will always be there but it's just about understanding how to tread through the water easily right more with ease I guess is the is the is the you know answer instead of trying to push against that right because it's always gonna there's always gonna be something pushing on you financially family someone died right the older I get like I when I was a kid I, I, I never knew anybody died right the older I get now I'm like oh this person died this person's parents died. I'm like that happening right but it's just life it's life and for me i didn't you, you know some people realize that at a young age i didn't really realize that till like now I'm like jesus like it, everybody's got a problem and they're yeah. going they're like oh well I got, i'm so busy right now or this is happening and i can't start well life is always happening so when are you going to make time when is going to become a priority for you to get this done right so a lot of people really need to understand that you know, struggle will always happen and it doesn't matter if you start with a great support system or you or you have nothing, right? But there's only one place to go for nothing. So period. Right? So find find yourself, you know, there's YouTube, there's no reason to not have, you know, to not be able to get to where you want to be. There's so many resources. I didn't we I didn't have this when I was growing up. We didn't have YouTube and this and that. You can Google anything you want right now. Google anything you want. And you may not have a, a computer, but you got a smartphone. Everybody's got a smartphone in the, you know, in the U.S. pretty much for the most part. Or go to a computer. Go to a computer lab, right? Go on YouTube, research this, research that person, and just learn. Learn you about life. You have to really want it. Learn about life, and, and you got to build yourself up. You have, a, you have to have a desire to want more for yourself. You want to change your life, change your standards, period. Ask for more of yourself than anybody else asks, period. If you do that your life will be magnificent because no one will ever ask for more than what you want. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Well, we're coming close to the end. Uh, we're gonna, it's like the conversation, yeah, the conversation just flows. No, it, it's, listen, we could talk, you know, you we and me, we've been, we've been friends for, for a while. So yeah. we, was, we could talk. Like for over a year now, man. Yeah, it's, it, fly, it flies by. I remember we, we sat down, you know, for, for dinner, you know, was was a, long, a long time ago, but yeah, time flies, man, and and you know you you've progressed. You know you're you're doing you're doing huge things now. I look forward to watching the podcast develop definitely, into definitely. something epic. You can't know, wait, yeah, I can't wait for you to see the coming up next. There's some great guests and stuff like. No, that. No, I can't wait. More people like you are gonna be on the show. No, I, I, I listen. Is as, as long as the people that are on the show are providing value, they're good people. Right you know, and they want the best for the world. It's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
All right, man. Did you want to add anything else on to what we're talking about? Yeah, no. Yeah, listen. You can you can find me on you know you can find me at uh, M Two Jets. That's uh, that's our company account. Um, my you can find me at M Two Jets. That's our company account. Um, my my Instagram personal Instagram is Brett B R E T underscore Lockett. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Brett Lockett twenty six. And uh, stay tuned for everything that's coming and more. Ooh. All right, I got one last question for you. Yeah, talk to me. What are your core values currently that drive you to wake up every single day? Great question. My core principles are being able to create a life for the one, the people around me. My my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, my cousins, aunts, uncles, right? Being able to provide a life because, you know, I've, I'm actually in the midst of going through a really, really big opportunity right now. So for me, um, you know, I wake up and I think about all the lives that I can change with what I'm doing, right? And that's what my core principle is, is being able to affect the, the people around me that I love and care about to be able to get them to where they want to be, right? And then having them do that for other people and being able to change society because once I... You know, I get to where I want to be and I can change my family's lives. I want to look at the things that I care about, like, you know, the, the, the you know, different animal. You know, I'm a PETA activist, so I'm, I'm big on animals. Um, just a lot of different environmental, you know, issues that we're having. Um, you know, working with kids, inspiring kids as entrepreneurs, giving them the skills to understand how to navigate in a, in a business, you know, world. Um, th- that's, that's kind of my, my core that you know, wakes me up in the morning. And then I also think about at the end of the day when I, you know, God willing, I make it to 90 or 100, you know, um, I'm, I'm shooting for 120. I don't know if I'm going to get there. I'm, I'm shooting for 120. Listen, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there, you know. Um, but, you know, when I when I look at that and I'm, you know, I, I do this, I, I, I heard, I don't know if I heard this from someone or a podcast or whatever, but you know, when I'm in the shower in the morning, sometimes I just I close my eyes and, you know, I imagine myself at, at a funeral, right? And this is like, this is the realest thing. Like I, tears come to my eyes. I cry sometimes, sometimes I smile and I think about everyone who's at my funeral, right? I think about who's not at my funeral because, you know, they're older than me. They've died already, right? You think about that, right? You think about, well, I hope this person's at this funeral. I hope I've lived long enough to, you know, see this. And you look back and you say, well, what did I do in my life that was significant, right? And when you do that in the morning and you come out of that and you go into your day, you know exactly what your intentions are because you know what really matters. You know what really matters when you do that. So that's the exercise. That's not for everybody to do. That exercise will, but but it is an exercise that tells you so much about yourself. Because, you know, at, at 95, 100, Think about your parents, you think about your grandparents, think about your aunts, think about your uncles, think about your brothers and sisters. What have they done? What are their families doing, right? What do I want for them? What do I want for my friends around me? Are they still there, right? When you start, when you get that deep into really thinking about your life, that's when you really know where you're heading. And, and that's at, at its innermost uh, secret, you know, version of yourself. You really tap into that. Try it. Try it one day. Try it one day. I'm telling you, it's life changing. Wow. It's life changing. All right, Brett. Well, hey, man. Adam, so absolutely, brother. Like absolutely, my man. Heck yeah, man. Well, anyways, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please remember to leave a like and comment what you guys think. Your support is what drives us to continue creating more amazing episodes like this. And uh, remember to subscribe. And thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode at the Owl Empire Podcast. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. And that is a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the Owl Empire Podcast. I'm going to be real honest with all of you guys out there. Without your support, we'd literally be nowhere. This whole entire podcast sprouted three months ago out of nowhere from a painful time of my life. And it's become the amazing thing it is today due to the fact that you guys have been super, super supportive. And I cannot start by thanking you guys enough. Look, I even stumbled on the outro because I just get really emotional with this. I really, really, really appreciate you guys all so much for the support that you guys have shown up until this point. So without further ado, please remember to smash that like button. And in the comment section down below, 
Let us know the key lesson you took away from this episode. And if there's any specific guests you'd like for us to get on the show, just go ahead and let us know down below in the comments. Or if you'd like to connect with me personally, you can go ahead and DM me on my Instagram. My Instagram handle is Adam Tutunji. I'll be happy to connect with you and just get to know you and have a cool little conversation. Also, finally, please remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. Have them come by, stop by, check out the podcast and join the movement. The more people we have watching our episodes, the more lives are changed and impacted on a daily basis. So without further ado, I'll see you guys in the next episode and I hope you guys stay crushing. Take care.